Hello, movie fans. This is Lizard. And this is Panda. And this is Lizard and Panda take on cinema. Woo! 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 <laughs> and Merry Christmas, almost! Getting closer and closer. So too close. Too, yes. too fast. I still have to shop for my parents. <laughs> and, like, I, now i got to reschedule self-loathing and... <laughs> Then I gotta figure out whose presents I'm gonna steal. Okay, Grinch. And I gotta push them all the way up the hill. Think I'm gonna change my mind? Nah. I'm <laughs> gonna Spartan kick that bitch off the hill. Is Bella gonna be Max? Yes. Okay, cool. Good. That's the mm. only way to, to go about it. Oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Do you think she'll wear the antlers? No. And the red nose? Hell no. <laughs> but you're gonna try mm -hmm. and see what happens. Yeah, As gonna, you lose a have, finger, like Brian. Exactly. <laughs> oh, then, you'll wait. be buddies. Then she might actually take care of me then. Maybe. Probably not, though. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. And do you have any movie news this week? Uh, There's a lot that went down. Especially on the DC side of... A whole bunch of cancellations that happened. I did hear about that. Which include Gotham City Sirens, which was supposed to be Harley Quinn, Catwoman, and Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the New Gods. Deathstroke. Doesn't say if it was still going to be with, um, what's his name? Joe Mang Manganello? Manganello? Manganello. Yeah, that guy. Yes. I know his face. Um, Wonder Woman 3. Yes, Wonder Woman 3. Uh, let's see what else. Apparently they're still going through with uh, the Green Lantern series, but they're changing focus on who's supposed to be the, the main character. Okay. Uh, da, 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 a project involving Green Arrow, Batgirl. Yeah. Supergirl. Which would have been with um, the new Supergirl that they cast for uh -huh. Flash. And... What else? Oh, um... Jason Momoa may not be playing Aquaman no more. Oh, after I did. this next movie. I did not hear about this. He may be getting recast as Lobo. Okay. Which, I, honestly, that would have made sense from the beginning. Yeah. This is just so weird, though. Uh, pretty much James Gunn is, like, poof, let's just destroy everything and restart. Mm-hmm. Fresh slate. Fuck everything else. <laughs> but apparently the Batman's still intact. Nothing's happening with the Batman. The the Robert Pattinson Batman. Yes, okay, good. Because that was my concern because also I was really looking forward to the Penguin series. I think that's still good. Yeah. Because that's a whole different... Universe. Universe. And not only that, but also like the fact that everybody really, really liked mm -hmm. the Batman. It did well. Yeah. And still doing well. So, mm -hmm. I think we're safe there. I think James Gunn um, most likely appreciates 
Blue Beetle's still good. Yes, I did hear that, which were, and that was actually going in theaters. Yes. Yes. I, yes, I'm so excited about that. <laughs> um, so, even though Batgirl got canceled, uh, the director now wants to be involved with a Batman Beyond project. Okay. Possibly. Like live action? Yes. Oh, okay. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, but we won't have Kevin Conroy as older Bruce Wayne. Speaking of which, did you see the video? Yes! From Rocksteady? Oh my god. I'm not ready. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. Ugh. I teared up. But I guarantee it's gonna be fantastic. Mm hmm Yes. It's his last one that he did. <sighs> Let's see what else. Um... A new trailer to Across the Spider-Verse. Or, I think it's the first trailer. First trailer. Across the Spider-Verse. It came out? You didn't see it? <gasps> no! I could play it right now. Oh my god. Yes. I'm so ready for this movie. Mm -hmm. <gasps> I didn't know that it's... Yes. Oh my god. It's, com Today. it's coming out next year, right? Yes. Today oh. dropped, like earlier. God, I am so excited for that movie because mm -hmm. the first one was so freaking good. And this would be how many times Oscar Isaac's playing a um, Marvel character? Third? Fourth? Maybe. Because he did... Apocalypse? Moon Knight? Um, Miguel O'Hara now. So this would be his third? Yes. Yeah, because I don't remember anything else. I might be mixing in there um, for some reason. Uh, it's still Disney. Star Wars. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, probably. And comics are still done by Marvel. I think I yeah, do, yeah, close enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close. Jason. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, I could play that soon. Uh, oh, apparently there's something... That dropped earlier. Uh, Paramount Pictures 2023 movie preview. Okay. Once it loads. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, they talked about Top Gun Maverick's historic box office performance. Still haven't seen it? I still haven't seen it either. <laughs> I want to. I actually do like the first one. I haven't seen the first one in years. So if I do decide to watch Maverick, I'm going to have to watch the first one. Again. Mm hmm Well, uh, let's see. Uh, they also talked about Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Also included talks of other sequels, including Scream 6, Transformers Rise of the Beast, which the trailer for that made me so excited. <laughs> oh, my childhood right there. Like, as much as I like... The classic Transformers. Yeah. Beast Wars was like my Transformers. That's yeah. what I grew up with. That's fair. So it's like seeing Optimus Primal on screen. And the, it, it, it's Ron Perlman. Oh, I love Ron, me some Ron Perlman. Mm -hmm. It's Ron Perlman. Well, and also speaking of Scream 6, they're going to be dropping the trailer tomorrow. Really? Yes. So by the time this episode's released, it, it, it I've already dropped... But as in this time zone of this Tuesday, the 13th, it'll be on tomorrow, the 14th. I mean, we are hanging out tomorrow, so we could record a small little segment and like insert it in that, after we watch the trailer. That is true. Mm -hmm. That is 
that is accurate. We could do that. We'll see how that works. Yes. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, okay. Um, they also talked about Dungeons and Dragons Honor and Among Thieves, which I'm very excited about. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Why have I never heard of that before? Why do I feel like I heard something about that before? Oh, this is the, um, the one with the cartoons. The new Maybe. cartoon that came out. Maybe? With, um... They made April Neil Black. Yes. Yes. Maybe? That might... Because I know they came out with a movie of that, but that came out this year? Last year? This year. This year. Sure. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, yeah, why not? Um, let's see. Yeah, they talked about a lot of stuff on this uh, preview thing. Um, movie called 80 for Brady, which is a... Uh, 80, 80, boobie, feet, five, for mini, banana, nana, for baby, 80. It tells the story of four senior friends who take a road trip to Houston to attend the Super Bowl and watch their hero, the legendary Tom Brady. <gasps> I did see a trailer, a trailer with that when I was at the movie theaters, and it looks cute. Hmm. It looks kind of adorable. Um, Titanic 25th anniversary. Apparently James Gunn's, or James Cameron's gonna make something. He's gonna re-release it in theaters. The motherfucker wants some more money. That's what it is. Yeah, he's probably not. He's probably knows that fucking Avatar is not gonna make that much as much as he wants. So he just wants to fucking swing his big dick around and get some more money. Well, I mean, how many times has Avatar been re-released in theaters? I feel like now five times. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like it's been yeah. like five times. I'm like, okay, dude, enough. Like, it's I understand why everybody is hyped for this new movie. I get why... Well, not everyone. I get why people really do love the first movie, but dear lord, people... From what I heard, that the visuals are so striking that it makes you miss plot points of the movie. And what's the point? Exactly. Oh, probably because there's no plot points. That's what I said. <laughs> uh, I try to, to put it that argument. They say, oh, no, there is plot. Then why'd you miss the plot if there's... Or it's plot that's been done before, and yeah. he wants you to not think about that fact mm -hmm. of how it's the same story over and over and over and over again. I just, uh, I'm just... yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, that 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 ship sailed. Yeah. Uh, let's look at okay, Scream Six, Dungeons Dragons, Rise of Beast. Did they say who else? Oh, okay. So cast. Uh, Anthony Ramos, isn't it? Hi, Anthony Ramos. I love him. Dominique Fishback. That's an unfortunate last name. Yeah. I'm so sorry. And this is a cast for what? Uh, Transformers Rise of the Beast. Oh, okay. Uh, <gasps> Pete Davison. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Pete Davison, sorry. That just I, made me... I was so focused <laughs> on, like, the animals <laughs> and the nature that was just coming up on the screen. Look at that polar bear! <laughs> Just look at I him. Mean, no, no. Okay, so 
in that defense, what if a koala popped up? Then you could have imagined that noise coming out of koala bear because them motherfuckers sound. Look at the walrus. Right? Oh my god, a little gorilla with a leaf. I'm sorry. I'm getting distracted yeah, now. <laughs> but the point is, I'm looking at all these pictures, all of a sudden I hear, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> sorry, I have that reaction every time I see the name Pete Davidson. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. He's entertaining to me. I did love him in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Which, have you seen that yet? No, I you haven't. You need I, to you, watch I, it. I, uh, what? I just saw that it was on a streaming service. Uh, I know I saw it on Amazon. It might be on Peacock. But I don't know. But it's really, really good. I still want to see it. It's really good. Oh, shit. I'm a dumbass. I was way too fucking high last night at work. <laughs> Because it was a slow-ass night, and I was already out of it. And Kenny was like, oh, I want to introduce you to the, uh, this uh, bartender. Because she likes horror movies. I'm like, oh, hey. And then we started talking about horror movies. I forgot to fucking mention the podcast. Oh, come on, Danny. I was fucking blitzed. <sighs> I had a whole joint to myself. See, and this is why we need need the people who listen and our friends get the word out because we're stupid and we struggle. You forget, and I have severe anxiety when it comes to talking to people face to face and being like, "Hi, I have a podcast. Don't mind me." I'm usually good at it. I'm usually <laughs> like, "Oh, oh that's like the, the next thing that comes out of it." No, this time also I was in the middle of ordering food too, so <laughs> it was like in between that and then like talk about the food, and then I'm like, "Ooh, food." Food. <laughs> Food. Will you be seeing this girl again at this bar place? Yeah, most likely. Okay, so yeah, th- I, just... I, I see her usually from occasion. Okay, so at that point, yeah, yeah. next time you see her, say it again. Yeah, yeah. We'll end up talking about horror movies again. Or, that's right, because uh, we're talking about Smile. I haven't seen that yet. Mm, yeah, you need watch, to see that yeah, one. Yeah, I'll watch Smile and then I'll bring that up. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yes. Uh. Oh, okay. So here. Oh, okay. Now I know. <gasps> the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. That's the one with uh, Seth Rogen, the one that he's doing. Oh, okay. That makes sense then. Hmm. So apparently the release date is August 4th. Seems kind of soonish for like I, me not seeing anything at all. Yeah, August. I mean, it seems far away now, but it's going to get here quickly. Yeah, and in the context of like. Filming. I know it's supposed to be live action. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, Paw Patrol, whatever. Yeah, the the kids love it. Yeah, it distracts them for a little bit. It's fine. And then we got an early look at twenty twenty four, which included um, an untitled Bob Marley movie. Okay. So most likely a biopic. Um, the Tiger's Apprentice. Whatever that is. A Quiet Place Day One. Mm-hmm. IF. 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 I don't know what that is. Did you see the teaser trailer for the new... I forget his name. But it was the director who did Parasite. Mickey 17... Uh, I wanted to Mickey watch that. Seven? I haven't seen it yet. 
I saw, I saw something about it, but I haven't watched the trailer yet. It, well, it's just a very, very tiny, quick tease. Like, it's not... Oh, it's a teaser trailer. Yeah, right. exactly. It's very short, but still, I'm interested. Plus, it's Robert Pattinson and... Robert Pattinson and uh, oh, why am I blanking on his name? Glenn. The Walking Dead. Oh, Stephen Young. Stephen Young. They, yes, yes. He, he will also be in it. Hmm. So, I'm very curious. Mm-hmm. But it's not until 2024, so... Which I kind of hate when they release, like, teaser trailers and stuff when the movie's, like, that far away. Because I'm just like, dude, I'm going to forget. Or I'm just going to really be like, it needs to get here now. And then we rush by the year. And then I'm just like, the what the year fuck? trailers. It, it kind of makes sense. But also, you, you don't know if they're going to end up pushing it back. Yeah. They should just wait at that point. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 2. Yeah. And Sonic the Hedgehog 3. I still need to see the second one. You did see the first one? I did see the first one, yes. What did you think about the first one? I liked it. Mm-hmm. I, I will say I did like Detective Pikachu better. Yes. But I still enjoyed the first one. So, I think I've said this before, but I don't remember if I said it on the podcast before. But, like... So, if we're talking individually, yes, Detective Pikachu is better than both of them. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, with Sonic the Hedgehog 1 and 2, I feel like it's on par with Detective Pikachu. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, 1 and 2 make a complete story, enough to be on par with de- uh, with uh, Detective Pikachu. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. I need to watch it. I want to watch Detective Pikachu again now. <laughs> I love that movie. It's so good. And it's Ryan Reynolds. Come you gotta on. love Ryan Reynolds. Anything that he does. Uh, I think that's all I got for now. I'm pretty sure there was some other stuff. I just... It's been a long... It's been a long time. Yeah, that's fair. It's been quite a few weeks since yes. we recorded. So, it's completely understandable. And some stuff's between... Yeah, you know. you know. Yeah, the fun stuff. Yeah. The enjoyable stuff. Oh, shit. Yeah. In the little mini pause that we had there for ourselves, I got to watch the trailer for Across the Spider-Verse, and I'm so ready. An interesting take. What if it's actually... Is this Spider-Man 2099? That he's the villain? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm seeing this in theaters. Yeah. 100% seeing this in theaters. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I'm so excited now. And then, of course, after you had stopped the trailer, you had turned off the TV, and I just look at you, and I'm like, no animal pictures? <laughs> <laughs> I like occasionally looking over and seeing those cute little fuzzy babies with those little chubby cheeks. I'm going to change it to, to dicks on fire. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, just just falling dicks on fire. That would be interesting. They, they got a flop, though, when they hit the floor. So or else that, it's not funny. Is that the same as unsolicited dick pics? No, these would be hot dick pics. Oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah, but no, I'm excited for that one, 100%. And that's next year, right? We did confirm that? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. Oh, and you know, there was also a picture you want to show me. Yes. Uh, did you see any of the pictures, the teaser pictures for Joker? The musical one, right? Yes. No, the only thing I saw was that little teaser with, like, the music, the song from uh, Green Mile. Mm. 
heaven. I'm in heaven. Uh, it's Joker 2. And I'm assuming that's not being canceled. No. Still good. Because that's also different universe. Yeah. I think that's its own little thing. I think so. I barely even consider it DC. Because it's so, like, out of place, I feel like. So, not anything too special, but, you, you know, he's just getting shaved. Oh, okay. Yeah. But still, they're working yep. on the movie. Yep. And Lady Gaga is still in it, as far as we know? Yes. Okay. I'm so interested in how the musical part is going to take place. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so curious. But we shall see. And in movies that I have seen, it's, I, I've been busy. I've been very busy. <laughs> um, so I have a lot that I'm going to try to blow through. There are some things that I ended up crossing off because I'm just like, you know what? I don't need to talk about this one. Um, but the first thing I wanted to say was because I think I may have seen this movie before a la- before recording the last podcast and I just completely forgot to mention it. So I made sure it was the first thing I wrote down. The menu mm-hmm. that was released in November. Oh, it was so good. I loved it so much. Such a great take on basically pointing out, like, you know, the critic, like, the food critics and all those, like, fancy rich people with their noses in the air that think that they know better. Yeah. And the artist that has been struggling for years trying to make these people happy while getting rid of his, like, destroying his own happiness. And just the topic of like classism and the people that step on others to get what they want kind of a situation the people who view like chefs as gods Mm -hmm. and will do anything for these chefs like and then even you can even see it as like a standpoint on like you know movie critics or any sort of critics in general yeah um but it was so good and this the cast was so great specifically Anya Taylor-Joy, Ralph Finesse, Voldemort. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Fines? Is it Fines? I'm pretty sure. Ralph Fines. Actually, no, that sounds about right. Voldemort. Um, Nicholas Holt and Hung Chow. They they were all so great. And then everybody else in the cast was great, but those were the ones that really stood Mm. out for me. Them uh, motherfuckers, they were good too. Yeah, they they were okay too. They were cool. (laughs) They were cool. But I, I think I told you I wasn't really a huge fan of the ending. Yeah. Like, it felt very anticlimactic kind of a situation. However, I still loved it, and I enjoyed the ride along the way. And again, Anya Taylor-Joy, I just, I love her. Mm-hmm. I will see her in anything. I don't care. Like, I'll just see her over and over and over again, and I'm happy. So far, any movie I've seen with her, I've been more than impressed. Oh, yeah. She's just so great. Oh, God, Yes. Uh, but yes, the menu, that was awesome. Um, I also saw Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Lucky. It's so good. It'll be on Netflix December 23rd. Okay. Um, I don't know how to compare it to the first one. Because they're very, they're, they are different. Like, you know, you have the typical parts of like, you know, who done it, what's the twist, blah, blah, blah. But like... It's done in, like, its own way. And the cast was wonderful. They were all great. We got to see more of Daniel Craig's... Southerness. Southerness Blanc. And 
I just really enjoyed it. It was a fun time. It was funny. And the, everybody was great. Dave Bautista, Daniel Craig, Edward Norton. Um, who else? Ethan, oh, oh, yeah. There's a tiny appearance of Ethan Hawke. Mm. He's in there a little bit. Uh, Kate Hudson, Leslie Odom Jr. They were all just great. And I definitely a pinpoint of, again, classism. Mm -hmm. And, like, the rich and how they basically get away with shit. And I loved it. And also, you can definitely tell that the inspiration um, behind... um, Edward Norton's character mm-hmm. is like um oh what's his name Tesla guy Oh Elon Musk Elon Musk De- definitely you can see the inspiration that it was him Absolutely <laughs> and I hate that man with a burning passion but Edward Norton did great Um also saw the movie Bones and All mm-hmm. which I told you about and it's funny how anytime I describe this movie to people that, like, don't really know about it, I'm like, it's such a beautifully, and I'm not, I'm not lying here, like, I'm being dead serious, like, it really is such a beautifully told, like, romance, and, like, the music is absolutely gorgeous, because, you know, it was fucking Trent Reznor. Yeah. Musical genius. Um, the acting, the chemistry was great, and it was really, really this beautifully told love story. And as I'm explaining this to people, they're looking at me like I have five heads, because they're just like, I don't, I'm so, you, I don't see this coming from you, I'm so confused. And I'm like, it's so great, and it's a great love story of cannibals. And then they're like, ah, there it is. That's it. (laughs) There it is. And really, the entire time I was watching this movie, I was like, waiting for the twist of like, they're like werewolves or vampires or something. Nope, nope, they're just cannibals. And apparently there's a decent chunk of them, which caused me to go on the internet and just type out, what are my chances of running into a cannibal in America? Because I need to know. Mm-hmm. But of course, all it kept giving me was like, oh, like in some countries, like this island over here, they're full of cannibalistic tribes. And like, you know, this place and that place. I'm like, okay, that's great. But I need to know my chances of running into them here. <laughs> so I know where to where to avoid. No answers. I got no answers. And then, of course, it just brought up the list of serial killers that were cannibals. And I'm like, that still doesn't help me. <laughs> what? Are the probabilities of cannibals still being in the U.S.? Exactly. Like, I just need to know. God forbid you give me that answer, Internet. But really, I loved Bones and All. It is now available to rent on Amazon. It's, you know, obviously just came out. So it's like 19, like $20. Mm -hmm. I'm probably still going to rent it because I want to watch it again. And I just love it. It's so good. It was just so good. Um... I also saw, in the spirit of Christmas, I saw the new A Christmas Story Christmas, mm-hmm. which is, you know... Ralphie all grown up. Yes, Ralphie all grown up. It's in, based in the 70s. It was cute. Obviously, nowhere near to par as the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it was enjoyable. Like, I was able to watch it. The other sequels that they had sucked. Um, that had nothing to do with the original cast. Um, it was It was entertaining. Nothing too big. It was there. Fun to watch. Basically. Mm. Nothing too horrible. Um, And in that theme, I also saw Violent Night with my mom and my cousin Jillian. That one is the one with uh, David Harbour? Mm-hmm. Mm. What was that? <laughs> the dialogue is god-awful. 
It really is. The writing is just so bad. But is it, like, bad, so bad it's good? Kind of, yeah. Like, like, like watching uh, Santa Slays? Yeah. Like, you can tell that, like, the, the, I f- have a strong feeling that the writers just did a lot of... What is the word? Like, hallucinogens? And then got together and just wrote <laughs> these lines. But it was so much fun. The fighting sequences, so well-crafted, so done, fluent flowed so well um <sighs> hopper david harper as santa claus i never in my life thought i would say i really want to be mrs claus because <laughs> dear lord hello dad bod right there it was just a fun ride it was so much fun definitely something i'll probably end up watching every year this time of year just because mm-hmm. it was just, it was just fun that's all that it was and I enjoyed it a lot. My mom and I were cracking up the entire time. My cousin Jillian was also laughing. And the amount of references that were being made, specifically with Die Hard, just so funny. <laughs> I think you'll like this movie a lot. Mm. You'll need to find a time to see it. Um, And then the last thing I have on here that I saved for last, and I think you know what I'm talking about. Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Guillermo del Toro's. Pinocchio to be specific. You said it right on the first time. I did. Aren't you proud of me? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As I bow and nobody can see it. Danny, I know you didn't cry, but I cried (laughs) multiple times. I teared up. Okay. As long as you teared up a little little, little, tiny bit. Um, And then, of course, like the other Sunday before I left for my holiday party for work. Um, my mom was downstairs she, and I was doing laundry and she's like, I don't know what to watch. Like, I want to watch something on streaming because at the time she had mummy on, on TNT. And she's like, I want to watch something on streaming, but I don't know. And I was like, you can watch Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. And she was like, oh, I could, what is that on Netflix? Okay. And then we ended up watching it together. We're both sobbing our eyes out <laughs> during all the same scenes. Danny, we're going to have to do an episode on this. Yeah. It might be the first episode of the year in January. Might have to do that. Unless you had a better, you had another option. Nope, I had another. Okay, cool. There we go. We already decided. I love this movie so much. I did see the live action, quote unquote, Pinocchio that came out a couple months ago on Disney Plus. Yo, this movie shitted on that one. It did. This, oh, I'm telling you, Danny, this Pinocchio is going to get at least a nomination for an Oscar for mm-hmm. Best Animated Film of the Year. Because I personally can't think of other animated films that came out this year that topped this. I did enjoy Turning Red, but I really feel like this one's going to be like, mm, here you go. What year did Encanto come out? No, last year. They oh. won Oscar for Best Animated right, Film. Right, 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 mm-hmm. right, right, right. What the fuck else came out this year? I don't know. I know that there the was... Super Pets? That's not going to do it. Um, there was the... Uh... Hold on, wait. We have techno. <laughs> <laughs> we have technology. <laughs> okay, for anybody who didn't see it, Danny's literally taking out his phone by the pop socket and starts flipping it around and the phone just, woo, out of the case. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. Um, I know the one came out recently that a strange something <laughs> that did not do well oh, at strange all. Oh, Strange Worlders. Yeah. Strange Worlds. 
I didn't see it, but I heard it did not do well. The bad guys. Yeah, I don't see that doing it. Mm, Lightyear. Lightyear, maybe. Wendell and Wild. I don't see Wendell and Wild getting that. Minions, Rise of Gru. Definitely not that. Lego Super Pets. Definitely not that. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Yeah, I don't see that either. Definitely not that Beavis and Butthead doing uh, the universe. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing, but now I need to watch it. Oh, Sonic 2. Maybe. I don't know. I see Pinocchio taking the cake for this one. Because even the live action Pinocchio technically wouldn't count because it's not animated. Even though it's mostly CGI. Mm-hmm. Uh, Enter Galactic. The one that came out on Netflix. Which I started watching that. I didn't get to finish because people keep on fucking interrupted me when I'm watching movies. That was actually on my list of movies that I saw recently <laughs> that I crossed out only because I was like, I want to talk about these movies instead. But really good movie, I will say that. Very predictable. You know, I saw a lot mm-hmm. of things coming. Um, But I liked it a lot and you should watch it. I actually finish watching it and not get interrupted. Even if you need to come over to my house and just watch it and I go read a book or something. I don't know. But now I see I see Pinocchio with this one because oh my god like yeah yeah it's, it's gonna be Pinocchio that's what it's gonna be just the fact that this was and I think you were the one who told me that so many people like forgot that it was stop motion animated yeah and I was the same way there mm-hmm. were moments I forgot because it just was so beautifully well crafted and flowed so well and and the cast oh my the fucking Christoph Waltz seriously I didn't know how stacked his cast was until yeah. I looked it up. Fucking Ewan McGregor, I knew. Mm, yeah. Because that man, I just hear his voice, and I'm like... Students oh. out the bed! <laughs> Students in the corridors! He's fucking Geppetto. Yes! <laughs> oh, my God. I, I will say Pinocchio did kind of annoy me when he first popped up. <laughs> I'm like, okay, a little too much like them little boys. I want to just fucking take my belt off there. Yeah, he did get on my nerves at times. Like, I mean, it made sense to yeah. the point of, like, you know, it's a child that's brand new into the world. He has a lot of questions. And, you know, kids don't really always exactly want to follow the rules. They kind of want to do their own thing. But it also brings in the point of the whole, because this is literally in Mussolini, World War One, World War Two, Italy. Yeah. Which the fact that they even bring up in, like, mm-hmm. Mussolini and, you know, the fucking salute yeah that they all do um and it's bringing point to the fact of like when do we start thinking as individuals instead of following the herd and the group and doing as we're told yeah but so yes he was kind of really obnoxious to a point where i'm just like oh my god kid shut the fuck up um but yeah because you had david bradley fucking uh, filch from harry potter playing um Geppetto. Geppetto, and he was so wonderful. The emotions I felt for him throughout the entire movie, because I could totally be in his shoes 100%. I could definitely see that. Um, Ron Perlman, John Turturro, Finn Wolfhard, 
Mm-hmm. Which I wasn't really a fan of his voice acting. No. In this, I feel like he needs some work. He needs some training on that. But he's young. We got time. Kate Blanchett was the monkey. Yeah. Yes, Pasatura. <laughs> yes, I loved it. Because uh, they had a conversation during, I think, what was it? Nightmare Alley? Yes. And uh, she was like, I want to be a part of this movie. Like, I don't care what the fuck you cast me as. He's like, the only role that I have left is the monkey. And she's like, I'll take it. Done. I'll do it. You know what? I'd be the same way. Um, and then you also you, know, you mentioned Christoph Waltz, uh, Tim Blake Nelson, Tilda Swinton, and Tom Kenny. Yes. Just the amount of stacked. And also, I think I texted you this the other day. The amount of tattoos... I see so many things in this movie where I'm like, I want that as a tattoo, and that as a tattoo, and that as a tattoo. Like the bunnies. The skeleton mm. bunnies. I want the skeleton bunnies. I just, oh. I love this movie. So I want to watch it again. Like, I already want to watch it again. I've seen it twice already since it like, came out on Friday. I originally kind of wanted to get my my uh, six-eyed, six-horned uh, goat on my chest. Mm-hmm. Now I kind of want to get the little hole with the... Uh, Jimmy, you know what Sebastian I mean. J. Cricket. Yes, Sebastian J. Cricket. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah, that 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 was when I like the the one tear came out. Oh my god! Seriously, everybody needs to watch this movie. So you got time before our first episode of the year because that is what we're doing. Because I just need I need to talk about this movie more. Mm-hmm. Just this little tiny bit is not enough. So we're gonna do it. Ugh. But it, yes, that's 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 what I got. And last night I saw spoiler alert. The the, the romance movie with Jim Parsons who plays Sheldon in Big Bang Theory. Um. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Um, it was a predictable like romance movie that mm-hmm. also by the end of the movie my head was killing me from how much I was crying and I was absolutely exhausted when I got <laughs> home because oh my god I will say major tearjerker. But yes, that's all I got. To jerker. Yeah, to jerker. And now, in honor of the holiday Christmas season, we move on to, you know, a nice, wholesome family Christmas movie. Yes, uh, a movie that you can get get the little, the, the chillings, get your, get your puppies and your kittens, and snuggle right next to a fire while you watch this movie. Turn yep. down the lights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just watch a bunch of sorority girls get murdered by this creepy man that keeps shouting, Billy! 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 You little piggy. <laughs> 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 and that is Black Christmas. Black Christmas! <laughs> um, Not the remakes. No. No, we don't talk about those. Wait, multiple? It's, yes, because there was the 2006 one. That originally, and it's funny because the 2006 one sparked the idea for Bob Clark, the director of the original Black Christmas, to make like a sequel of um, Jess uh, being the new house mother. Mm-hmm. And then Billy or somebody basically coming back and killing everybody. But unfortunately, Bob Clark had passed away before that could happen. That would have that been kind of cool. Yeah, like I can yeah. yeah, I could have gotten behind that. But yeah, cuz there was Especially if that was like before these legacy movies started coming out. Mhm. Like if they hit that sweet spot right there, 
It would have been good. Yeah. No, I agree. But yeah, that the 2006 one. Um, but the one I really didn't like was the 2019 one. The woke ass one. Yes. Which, like, okay, I get your concept. Cool. Because that is something that, you know, we fear kind of a situation, especially right now within the past year and a half. However, the whole thing with the original Black Christmas was the fact that you didn't know who this person was, if his name was really Billy, why he was doing all this. You have no clue. You barely even see him. You see his hands and you see his eye. Yeah. And a little bit of his hair. But that's it. Where, like, the new 2019 one, it just... Added plot for plot point. Exactly. But I did hear a lot of people saying that they appreciated the 2006 more after the 2019 one. <laughs> so. That's saying something. Yeah, basically take that with a grain of salt. <clears throat> However, with Black Christmas, the one we're talking about, released December 20th, 1974. Director Bob Clark, who also did Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things, A Christmas Story, and I'll Remember April. Uh, writer Roy Moore, who did Black Christmas 2006 and 2019. Mm-hmm. Buddy, you could have done better. Composer Carl Zittrier. Zittrier? Zittrier? I don't know how to pronounce that. Also play, did Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things, Murder by Decree, Prom Night, and A Christmas Story. Mm-hmm. Which I loved the music in Black Christmas. I loved it so much. It was so creepy and cool sounding. Just Ah, loved it. Cinematographer Reginald H. Morris, Murder by Decree, Phobia, and A Christmas Story. Reginald. I actually really like that name. Me too. Reginald. Such a fancy name for a fancy person. I think think I've actually said that name yesterday at work, just out of the random. Oh, okay. I think I was like changing a trash bag and did it all fancy with like the pinky out. And I was like, Reginald. (laughs) Take me to the dinner party. Reginald, gather my things. <laughs> I wish to stroll among the stars. Yes, because we would fit in so well there. <laughs> uh, and then cast, we have... I hope this is how you pronounce her name. Because otherwise I'll feel like an ass. Olivia Hussey. Yes. I tried looking up at interviews, but nobody would ever say her name. and It's very annoying. Uh, she played Jess. Uh, we have... Kira Dulia plays Peter. Margot Kidder played Barb. John Saxon, may he rest in peace. Lieutenant. You're going to skip by Margot Kidder like that? Knowing that she's Lois Lane? Is she Lois Lane? She's Lois Lane. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, she is. My bad. Mm -hmm. My bad. Christopher Reeves, Lois Lane. My bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. John Saxon, may he rest in peace. John Saxon. <laughs> Lieutenant Ken Fuller. The man's man. The man's man. Uh, Marion Waldman, Mrs. Mack. Andrea Martin plays Phil. James Edmond, Mr. Harrison. Doug McGrath, Sergeant Nash. <laughs> Felicio. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Uh, Art Hindle as Chris Hayden, Lynn Griffin as Claire Harrison, Michael Rapport as Patrick, Leslie Carlson as Graham, and Martha Gibson as Mrs. Quafe? I don't remember. Quaff. Quaff? I don't know. It's not Queef. It. It should be. It should be. 
Let's just say Mrs. Queef. Mrs. Queef. Okay. She's a very tiny role anyway, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, plot summary, you know, it's Christmas time, you know, sorority college campus. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of the sorority girls decide to go away for Christmas, but a select few stay for a little bit longer. One of them is supposed to meet her father to go on Christmas break, but she never shows to meet up with father. No, because she's been murdered. Murdered. I just picture Sam saying it. Yes. I, like anytime I hear the word murder, it's instantly replaced in my mind with Sam saying it. <laughs> yeah, no, accurate. Same here. Mm-hmm. It's just so iconic for her. Either that or it's all coming together. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh God. Anyway, um, yes. So basically, um, yeah, some dude sneaks into their sorority house and starts killing the sorority girls that stayed behind one by one. Including also the house mom. Mm-hmm. Ratings. We have IMDb 7.1 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes 71% with an audience score audience score of 75%. Letterbox 3.9 out of 5. Metascore rating 65%. And 87% of Google users like this movie. Yeah. And tagline. If this picture doesn't make your skin crawl, it's on too tight. Which is so creepy. Yes. But I love it. And it goes great with the picture of Claire's character with the bag over her face just sitting in the rocking chair with her mouth open. Mm-hmm. Um, budget. Yes. Uh, 620 million. No, 1,000. 1,000. 620,000. Box office, 4.1 million. It's a come up. Yep. More than a come up. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Ah, yes. Sorry, I had a note about that. Mm-hmm. Where we start. Well, first I'm going to say my note. <laughs> <laughs> Originally, the film had a very moderate box office success and negative critical reception when originally released because, you know, God forbid we have horror movies that we like. Where is my pen? Pen. I had a pen so I can mark off that I'm saying these movie facts because it just makes my life so much easier. Found it. <laughs> it just fucking flops down like a dead fish. Uh, story oh. of my life. Anyway. Yes. However, the film went on to have a large cult following and has since received a critical reevaluation and is now considered a classic. You think? So, fuck you, most likely, Roger Ebert, because Robert Ebert, however the hell you pronounce his name. Roger. Roger Ebert. I don't like him. I mean, he's dead now. Yeah. But just, I... He was an asshat. And a half. Who apparently, like, specifically for Silent Night, Deadly Night, he actually would tell, like, shit on the movies... And then tell people to write letters to the creators and also give away their home addresses. Oh, yeah, yeah. He used to dox people all the time. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Can we just bring him back to life just to punch him in the face with a knife and then be like, fuck you? But also, as a troll, you gotta respect the troll. Yes, but you can't just give away people's addresses. As a troll, (laughs) you gotta respect the troll to fucking do that shit. I'm just saying. Oh, my God. 
Like I'm 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 one hundred percent a troll, but I wouldn't go that far. I would hope so you would it. There, okay, there are certain people in this world that yeah, exactly, we can do that exactly. for, but that's a different story. Oh. Anyway, um, I mean, I would just say even, like, from the get-go, like, because, you know, when you first are introduced to this movie, you know, it's a nice house with some Christmas lights. You see some snow on the ground. They're playing a... What? Silent night. I mean, I personally love the song Silent Night because I know my voice... Okay, look, I have a very low self-esteem, but when it comes to my singing voice, I know I can fucking sing. So, and that my voice sounds really good with Silent Night. However, that version kind of always creeped me out, even as a kid. Like, I kind of always liked the more... Upbeat. The, nah. the more... Oh, what's the word? Temple? Uh, no. It's a C. Kind of like modern. Contemporary. Yes. I like more contemporary versions of that anyway. Um, but anyway, it's supposed to sound all, like, calm and nice, you know, silent night, it's Christmas, and, you know, you have the camera pan to the house and seeing people come in for the party, and then all of a sudden, you just have this weird, like, shaky POV sh camera shot, and someone breathing. <laughs> exactly like that. And then climbing the terrace, because, you know, we've mentioned this before, how people need to stop having these on the side of their houses, and goes into their attic. Look, all I'm going to say is, if you want to hire me to, like, call your exes and do that, and just, like, freak them out, um, you, you know where my information's at with this podcast. So I'm just saying, I could freak them out with... <laughs> Exactly like that. Beautiful rendition. <laughs> oh, but it would be, be funny if specifically they won't recognize my voice and my own ex hires me to call me. <laughs> oh, God, that would be awkward. <laughs> oh. How would that work? Oh. That would be interesting. But I even wrote down in my notes, horror movie tip, don't have a terrace outside your house. Yeah. My my daughter is not having that by her window. I'm telling you that. Oh, uh, but... I mean, even without horror movies, my daughter's not having that shit in her room. Yeah, no, definitely not. I will. But, you know, at this point, because they're all, they're all having a party, like, you know, the sorority girls are all getting together, like, excited for the holidays... And they have the phone call, which Jess is so demanding when she's on the phone. Mm -hmm. Hello? 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 I'm like, Jesus, okay, I don't know how I would feel while I was calling them either. And, like, and then, you know, she says it's the moaner, so, you know, you have them on the phone going like... <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> and then you, of course, have the lines where it's just like... Uh, the, the, what was it? I mean, like, your pretty pink cut. Gonna like it, like it. I, I'm just saying, if you, <laughs> those same words said by someone with the voice of, let's, let's say, corpse, people would be all over that. I mean, if it was Leslie Odom Jr., done. <laughs> I'd be mm -hmm. like, okay, that's fine. But, I mean, <laughs> what what if what if man's looked as handsome as, like, let's say, someone like a. I don't know. Insert handsome man here. But he just sounded like that. Yeah. But he just sounded like that. That's his voice. 
I think that they would just be like, okay, don't talk. Sweetie, just don't talk. Don't say anything. But I just... (laughs) And then, of course, like, Barb is the one who ends up taking the phone and basically tells, like, oh, why don't you just stick your tongue in a wall socket? (laughs) Basically tells him to fuck off. And then after that, he very calmly goes, I'm going to kill you. And then hangs up the phone. (laughs) Both sides of my personality right there. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Accurate, accurate. But I also love Barb, can I just tell you that? She has some of the best lines. Mm-hmm. Like, later after they have the search party, and she's like, you know, in her drunken state, there is a type of species of turtles that screw for three days straight. They just go... Or her in the background while they're on the phone, and you just see her giving the drink to the kid. It's like what? Like maybe seven-year-old child? Just like, oh, yeah, here you go. Ah, I think he's blitzed. (laughs) And just keeps continuing, like, what? Oh, my God. She's just hilarious. Like, every single line. I wish that I actually wrote down, like, more of her lines, because they're just so great. Oh, rest in peace. Yeah. Oh, my God. But basically, and, like, we get the kill, like, pretty fast, too, because... You know, they have that conversation on the phone with Billy. And (laughs) Claire basically tells Barb, like, you shouldn't provoke him like that. Like, what the hell? And, you know, Barb kind of just snaps back with, like, a, oh, like, you're just a prude. Like, blah, 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 blah. And Claire goes upstairs to pack so she can meet her dad the next day to go on Christmas vacation. And dude is just chilling in her closet. And literally attacks her with, like, a, what are those things called to, like, that you put, like, your dresses in? Like the clear plastic dust covers? Yes. Uh, moth covers? I don't, I don't know. Something like that. Basically, you put your dress in it that, that way it's protected. old people, Jones. You know, yeah. old people usually got that, that in the closet. Yeah, exactly. One of those. Um, and literally suffocates her with it. Mm-hmm. And I love afterwards, I love the view of, like, you just see, first you see Billy's actual legs, and then after that you just see the shadow of him holding Claire and carrying her up to the attic. Yep. I love that shot so much. Then he just sits her on the little rocking chair and just randomly rocks her back and forth with, you know, she has the bag over her head, her mouth is completely open, her eyes are open, and she's just... Oh, oh my god. I will say I do feel like there are times where it's shown a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. To a point where it's like, okay, we get it. She's still there. Honestly, they should have had not said anything and then ended the movie with that shot. That would be cool. Maybe that could work. But anyway, I love the fact that you basically just have the first killing right then and there. And even, like, the fact that apparently it was supposed to be more brutal killings throughout the movie, but Bob Clark decided that he wanted more... To leave more to the imagination. Exactly. Kind of like with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. And I like that idea so much better. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy me some slashers. But also I love these creepy moments where it's like your brain has to think of it for you. And your brain thinks of something worse than what anyone else can show you. Exactly. I believe that this is just so well done. And so thank you, Bob Clark. We appreciate you. 
Anyway, and you go to the next day where, you know, you see Claire's dad standing outside of the college waiting for his daughter around, like, they were supposed to meet at 1 o'clock, and he tells this guy that's one of the college kids, one of the fraternity brothers. Frat, frat bros. Frat bros. That he was supposed to meet his daughter, which, okay, I don't know about you, but I really don't like it when, because he literally says, well, his daughter was supposed to be at 1 o'clock, and, uh... It's half past now. Just fucking say 1.30. I don't know why it annoys me so much when people are like, oh, quarter of, or half past, or quarter past. I'm just like, just fucking say the actual time, please. I, 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 I say it like that. Oh, God, it bugs me. I don't know why it bugs me. I really don't. I just, it does. And people tell me, I'm just like, just say the actual time, please, for the love of God. That's just my own little quirk that I have. It's just a problem that I have that I have not come to accept yet. I anyway. like military time. I wish that was more standard. Oh, God. I can't. I keep trying to learn military time, and it just doesn't work. And then people explain it to me, and I'm, like, looking at them like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think it's also, for me, numbers. And numbers scare me. It's so easy, though. The numbers scare me. It, Especially once people are like, you subtract or you add 12. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now you're telling me to do math. I'm out. No, thank you. I'm out. It's just like anything that's from 13 to 24 is just 1 through 12. Blank look on your face. <laughs> See, that's my horror movie. Math. <laughs> Attack of the numbers. <laughs> I like math. That, that was my actual good subject. I was AP Honors English, so... Oh, I was bad at English. And but... like composition classes in college, that was my shit. Where, tell me to write an essay, like a hundred word essay... And done, I will get that for you in, like, three days. 1,300 hours. Shut the fuck up. 1,300 hours. What is it? I don't know. What comes after 12? Fish. What comes after 12 a.m.? One? No. One, yes. One p.m. One p.m., okay. Yes, so that's 1,300 hours. Oh, okay. So 1,400 would be 2, 15 would be 3. Do you see the look I'm giving you? I feel my brain itself twitching. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it even simpler. How about we just get back to the movie? Okay. Okay. We're completely losing track here. You saw a movie? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. So yes, back to the movie. Um, At that point, dad, Claire's dad, goes back to the house and meets the house mother. Mm -hmm. Who's definitely, obviously, if you haven't... Raging alcohol. Like, if you haven't pinpointed that yet, uh, you've been blind. Because what, she first looks for it in... The book. The book, which, oh my god, that's another thing where I'm just like, I see those and people doing that, like cutting out something out. Also with... um. Because in Shawshank Redemption, he does the same thing mm-hmm. with cutting it out of the book to put something in there to hide it. I could never destroy a book like that. Even like a dollar store book? 
Like one of those really fucking shitty ass dollar store books. Yeah, no, I couldn't do that. Even the Bible, Danny. And we all know that I'm a heathen. <laughs> I'm just like, nope, it's still a book that, no, we don't do that. But she hides in the book. And then the one that grossed me out was in the toilet. Like, yes, it wasn't like indirectly in the toilet, but it was in like the back yeah. part. I forget what it's called. But that's still, and also how rusty and disgusting that back of the toilet looked. I was like, huh? And she went, huh? Oh, God. And even, like, the fact that she was basically using it to rinse out her mouth after brushing her teeth, which I can't do that. Like, I understand that, you know, mouthwash is alcohol-based. Mm-hmm. But just the fact of, like, like, I don't know what kind of alcohol it was. It looked like kind of Jim Bean kind of a situation. Yeah. But I just... I understand people do it, but me personally, I'm just like, I can't do that. I can I can really only drink water after I brush my teeth. Because I don't like the way that it makes other things taste. I don't know, that's just me. Orange juice, right after brushing oh, my teeth. Oh, God, no. I can actually do it. Oh, God, I can't do that. That's just gross. I, I, I actually don't like actually. orange juice. I actually don't like orange juice in the morning. Like, I like orange juice, but mm. the way it tastes in the morning after I woke, just woke up, I don't like it. And then later, she's looking in the closet... For more alcohol. And I think she has some in her suitcase when she's leaving. But like, Jesus Christ, this girl just has alcohol everywhere. I don't realize she should be a house mother. <laughs> like, or the perfect house mother. You don't know. Well, I don't know. Because also the way that she, like, talks about these girls. Yeah. Like, it sounds like she doesn't actually really like them or care about them. Don't give a shit about her job. No, and it's like these girls haven't shown like anything of being like assholes to her. They actually seem like pretty like. Mm-hmm. Granted, we don't really know much of their backstory, but they actually all seem like nice girls. Like, yeah, they they even got her a present for Christmas. Yes, it was a frumpy looking nightgown kind of thing that old people wear. But it's like you know what? They were just trying to have fun. Is I thought that counts. Like, yeah. And you could tell the look on their faces. They were so excited to give it to her. I don't know. Just the way that she would talk about them was basically like, you're kind of a dick. But okay. These don't seem like the sorority girls I hear about with the hazing and the bullshit that they do. Mm-hmm. But anyway. And I just love, though, how Mr. Harrison, Claire's dad, comes. And he sees, like, all of these pictures. Like, you know, the old woman flipping you off. Mm-hmm. Um, the picture of the boy next to Claire's bed, which is her boyfriend, but it looks a hell of a lot like... Jeffrey Dahmer? No. Ted Bundy? Ted Bundy. And then, you know, you have the one, the picture I've seen many a times from the 70s. Of... The, the two people fucking that make the peace signs? Yep. Which I also loved how Mrs. Mack just puts her hand over the butt. Mm-hmm. Like... We can see around your hand, sweetheart. And then even, like, she used the door, to co- the other door, to lead out of the bedroom to cover it. Yeah. And tells Mr. Harrison, like, okay, let's go. Like, oh, let me just get my bag. And she walks away. Like, he can't just simply move the door and look at this picture. She ain't thinking she's drunk. Yeah, exactly. And he's just like, I'm very disappointed in this atmosphere. You know, I didn't send my daughter here to... I ain't sent my daughter to a hoochie house. Party and pick up boys. But that's what's going to happen. That, that That's what happened with him, probably. He probably met his wife at college, right? Yeah, it's very possible. 
But, like, it also seems in that little bit that we meet Claire, like, she seems like the type of person who's actually, like, a good kid. Because mm-hmm. even Jess points out the fact that it's, like, you know, she's had a hard time fitting in here. And, you know, she's telling Barb not to provoke this guy. You know, she has a boyfriend, but it seems pretty, like, you know, cute, young romance kind of a thing. I don't yeah. know. Again, you don't really know much about these people. They That's don't really the point. You, you don't really get a backstory, but it's like you kind of can piece some puzzles together. It's not the point, though. It's a horror movie. I know. It's I'm just slasher. saying. I'm just saying. I'm just making up my own story in my head. They're pretty much cannon fodder. <laughs> yeah. But he even gives Mrs. Mac a ride because she has to go out somewhere anyway and she's going to try to be like, I think Claire is probably at the fraternity house where they are, you know, doing special things for, like, underprivileged children. Oh, can you give me a ride? And I like that scene. I like I like that scene when you're looking out the window of them going into the car and then it pans back to show Claire right there in the rocking chair. Mm-hmm. And then later, of course, you see them at the house and Mr. Harrison's just sitting there awkwardly while Barb is feeding this tiny human some alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Underage drinking at its finest. We all do it. Don't act all high and mighty. (laughs) I thought you were talking about me because I'm just like, I I mean, personally, I didn't have my first alcohol till I was almost 22. Thank you very much. That's because you were straight edge for a while. Yeah, I know. Don't remind me. I was such a dick. <laughs> straight edge, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, can we... Okay, seriously, Danny. Probably the biggest thing that pissed me off about this movie was fucking Peter. Peter, yay. God. <laughs> what are you talking about? He was the best character. Oh, yeah. He was so great and so sweet and so caring and... Oh, look at the lioness in her cub. That's so cute. See, he just wanted that. He wanted his family. He can <laughs> fuck off. Because <laughs> poor Jess comes up to him and says, Hey, I'm pregnant. And he's like, Oh my god, this is so excited. I'm not keeping it. <laughs> Excuse me? See, I-, I wish... I would most likely be the one to say, Are you keeping it? But I feel like I can't say that because it depends on the person. Well, then you can still ask. Like, you know, it's like, it doesn't hurt in asking or anything like that. Like, but just him basically being like, how dare you? You want to get rid of this baby? Like, you're just talking about getting rid of something like you want a wart removed. I said it's pretty much the same thing. You said that one's a parasite. It literally eats you in the inside out and it just grows. So, but not the point. Um, but yet, like, this entire time, you know, she's saying that, you know, she is not ready to give up her dreams. And, you know, he has dreams of being a concert pianist because, you know, he has to be fancy and shit. And she's like, you shouldn't have to let go of your dreams because, you know, of course, he wants to now marry her all of a sudden. And she's like, I don't want to get married. And he's just like... Oh, well, what about this baby? What about this? What about that? And it's like, oh my god. The entire time, Danny, I was just like, I want to kill him. I want to kill him. Especially once you start saying, you get rid of this baby, y'all. I'll, I'll, you'll do what? Spit it out, motherfucker. You'll be sorry. Fuck you. 
But, okay, I'm not going to say that. Don't you dare. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I hate this it. guy. Because if Brian ever talks to me like that, I can guarantee you that I will rip off his dick and feed it to him. I'm going to start talking to people this way. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have all of your girlfriends attacking you. <laughs> I'm going to start talking. Like, I'll kick your ass. I'll kick my own ass. <laughs> and also, ironically, this movie came out like a year after Roe vs. Wade started. And Bob Clark and they all had said, they claimed that they're actually completely, they were neutral on the subject when it came to the movie. It actually wasn't a part of that process whatsoever. Yeah. It was just more so for something for them to talk about in the movie. And I'm like... I don't believe that the fact that it's simply, like, something for them to talk about in their takes, because literally, like, it's a plot point of, is Peter the killer? Because, mm-hmm. you know, he's so mad about this. Did this send him over the edge kind of a situation? But then again, he would have had to have known that prior to those phone calls because they were already getting those phone calls. But also the fact of, like, could this have been what set him off to start killing that's what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah. And it's kind of like how with, um, oh my God. What is his name? George A. Romero. Mm-hmm. Night of Living Dead. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're going to talk about. Yeah. How, like, he claims that the fact that the actor, it was the first black male lead actor in the movie, and he claimed that it was just like, oh, no, it was just the fact that he was a really good actor. There are people who say, like, uh, no, I don't really see that because I feel like that this whole movie is a setting and a tone of, you know, society and how we treat each other, basically. So, kind of a situation like that. But, you know, whatever. To each their own. But yeah, I couldn't stand Peter the entire time. He was just such a douche. And even like when, because they even later have a search party where they're looking for Claire, but then also this 13-year-old girl who went missing. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, finds out over the phone that, you know, the little girl was, they found the little girl and she was murdered and they yeah, found her body in the park. Admitted. And she's, like, right there really upset. And Peter's just standing there. He's like, oh, what's wrong? And she's like, oh, a little girl was found murdered. And, you know, Claire's still out there. He's like, huh. Well, you know what? Claire's fine. But anyway, now back to the important me. Let's talk about me. Like, me back to being the topic. Like, that moment I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Again, if Brian makes... If I told Brian, I'm just like, oh, God. Like, I'm really worried about my friend. Like, she's missing. She might be dead. Who knows? Because they already found somebody else who was murdered. And if Brian was just like... Oh, yeah, that sucks. Now, anyway, back to me. Then, Danny, you would have a phone call where I'm just like, so, look, Danny, I know that you really loved Brian, and he was really a good friend of yours, but uh, you're going to have to help me hide his body. (laughs) He's dead now. (laughs) I have feelings about this guy, (laughs) Danny. (laughs) And even though we're led to believe he might be the killer, and it turns out he's not the killer, I'm still, you know, I'm like, you know what? He's dead. It's fine. What are you talking about? He is the exemplary, the, the exemplary male. He is the alpha male, the Giga Chad. Oh, God, the Giga Chad. <laughs> also, just the fact that he's a typical, like, you know, rich white boy that I'm just like, oh, I guarantee you think you can get away with anything because you're privileged as fuck. Damn, you top 15 percenters. Yeah, exactly. 
but he done fucked up his piano recital recital thing because I don't know what he was playing, but I was like, dear, dear Lord, <laughs> you're definitely off your game if this is how it, and all the people who are judging and they're just like, definitely not impressed at all in the slightest. And then later he just destroys his piano because he's just that angry. I'm like, really? That's another thing where I'm like, you probably shouldn't have a child because if you're destroying something that you truly care about because you're upset, what's going to stop you from hurting your kid that like does something wrong or like destroying their things? Because at that point you don't care about their things, like their Xbox or something. I don't know. That is abuse. And for you as well, for women, women can do this kind of shit too. So you, you look out for those red flags, Danny. Don't look at me like that. You look out for those red flags. What are you talking about? The red flags make the relationship more spicy. No. <laughs> we don't do that. <laughs> Let's see. Who died after that? Who's next one dead? It was uh, Barb, right? No. It was um, House Mother. I thought, oh, no, no, we didn't talk about that. Mm-mm. Uh, she thinks she hears the cat. Claude. Yes, Cloud. Cloud. Cloud the cat. So, yeah, she's, she thinks she hears Cloud the cat. So, she ends up going up to the attic. <laughs> Looking around, calling out for the cat. Um, That's when she finally notices the body. And this whole time, we're seeing also this... Billy, supposedly, we, we don't know who the fuck the killer is. Um, just standing behind her, just hiding with the, the the hook. Who the hell has those hooks? You got me, man. That attic has a lot of weird shit in there that I don't understand why. I think I saw a birdcage at one point, and then, like, you know, one of those r- horse rocky thingies. I mean, unless it was, like, for an old people house, and, you know, it would be easier to go like this than try to carry the... I don't know. They also, there is a possible backstory of that used to be his house. And that's why there was a lot of toys upstairs in the attic. Because they were like his as a child. But who knows? Yeah. Either way, house mother gets fucked up. We don't, it's pretty much an off screen kill. We don't really see what the fuck happens. Yeah, you just see later her body's hung on the hook. Yeah. But I also liked that shot of, like, you just see, like, his hand shaking, holding mm-hmm. on that hook, and then him just letting it go. And then, you know, pulling her up, and, you know, we hear screamings, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. Did it hook onto her? Did it just smack her across the face? We don't know. We may and know. that's the terror behind it. <laughs> the terror! <laughs> uh, evil! He's a madman. A madman. Exactly. Uh, and even later, you they don't even find their bodies. Either one of them. No. Because they say that they searched the whole house. Clearly you didn't, dude. Because you didn't go into the attic. That's true. Oh, God. But yeah, the one after that was Barb. Because she ends up, you know, in her drunken state, goes upstairs and goes to bed. So she's not part of the search party mm. to look for Claire and the 13-year-old girl. Um, what I mentioned to you earlier, not to sound like a bitch, but I would be useless at that search party. Because I'd be so cold that I'm like, I can't see straight guys. Like, I'm useless here. I'm going to go. 
I'll go make some hot chocolate. So when this is done, y'all can have come over and have some hot chocolate. Yeah, that's still helping. Yeah, exactly. It's morale. Put some Baileys in it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. really warm you up. You set up a little stand right next to the fire. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, you been out in the search? Go get your hot chocolate. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Like, you know, Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. Oh, chocolate. I want some. Um, But yeah, because... Yeah, Jess eventually goes back to house because that's where she has the conversation with piece of shit Peter. <clears throat> and because you hear Barb having her asthma attack mm-hmm. and she mentions that she saw somebody, like a stranger, come into her room, which she thought was a dream, but actually it was Billy. And when Jess goes, you know, to this random group of children. Carolers. Carolers singing, what was it, Silent Night? Mm-hmm. That was the only song they used. Yeah, no, it was Silent Night. Because my thoughts went to Hark the Herald Angels Sing, but that was played at the beginning of the movie. Um, But literally while they're singing this song to Jess, and she has, like, this happy face, and she's so excited, Barb is getting murdered by one of her unicorn statues Mm -hmm. figurines, which I made the comment of fact, that's the unicorn in Cabin in the Woods. Yes. Yes, it all makes sense now. But I thought that that was cool, too. Where basically you just see, like, you know, the glass shattering and all of her other stuff. Crystal creatures being shattered and her hand, her bloody hand, just going off on the side. Mm-hmm. I like that shot, too. That was the whole crystal-esque of that shot was just, oh, I loved it. It was so pretty. And then after that, you got uh, Phil also yes. being murdered. You don't see her killing, either. Nope, you just see the bodies afterwards. Mm-hmm. Because she goes upstairs to check on Barb. And... After the cop told her not to. Yes. And she looks behind the door and clearly she sees something because she goes... And then the door shuts. And then that's it. And then later Jess finds them, you know. Murdered. 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 But that was also cool too where... Because they... Oh yeah, because... I forgot to mention before... How they originally, like, Mr. Harrison and Phil and Barb all go to the cops mm-hmm. to say, our friend's missing. Like, what the fuck? She was supposed to meet her dad hours ago. We haven't seen her all day. And, you know, he's just like, what was his name? Sergeant Nash? Stalker? Yes. <laughs> Sergeant Idiot? Nash. Nash. And he's Sergeant basically Felicia. like, oh, like, she probably just ran away with a boyfriend. Like, you know, relax. Blah, blah, which I get it, especially when it comes to, like, younger girls. Like, their first, most of the time, they're just kind of running away or doing whatever they want. Yeah. I know that that has to be their first way of thinking. However, when someone who's known them, like, their whole lives, and even the people that they're currently living with, says, no, this isn't something that they would do, I promise you, I swear, like, that would be if I disappeared and my parents went around being like our daughter disappeared like she would have told us where she was going because we all know how i am with my parents i would tell them anything mm-hmm. like literally you and i had the conversation of a conversation that mom and i had the other day <laughs> but it's almost like that where i'm just like these people are literally telling you like no they wouldn't do this how would you listen But I still love how he asked Barb for the number of their house. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's a 
Palacio, capital F E L L. And he's just writing it down. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. even thinking, like, uh huh, okay, like, weird. Oh, yeah, it's an extension. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, sure. I love how later, when the lieutenant comes in, John Saxon, lovely man. I just love how you see him pick up the paper and then go pick up the phone. Then he looks at he's like, and the other cop's just over there laughing his ass off, like, because he knows what he's about to read. Uh, Sergeant Nash, what, what is this? Oh yeah, it's Felicio. The the extension. It's their number for the house. Felicio. Yeah, she gave me some, or she gave me it. <laughs> Oh, God, did I write down what? Hold on. Oh, God, I didn't write it down. But, uh, Lieutenant, the Lieutenant basically tells Nash, like, you're stupid. Like, really, what the hell? And he's like, I know. It's something dirty, ain't it? (laughs) They're just laughing. So hard. I'm just like, oh, God, you're so stupid. Because, I mean, at this point, like, this guy. There's always one person like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We all know at least one person. Oh, my God. Because even, like, the lieutenant points out the fact of, like, because Jess later at one point calls them to complain about the crazy phone calls that they're getting from this random person or persons. Mm -hmm. Because it sounds like multiple people at times. And he's just like, oh, really, like, we're dealing with, like, a missing, like, a girl was murdered in the park, like, you know, we're dealing with a lot right now, like, you know, I'll send somebody later. And the lieutenant points out to him, like, so you mean to tell me that a girl is murdered, another girl is missing, and the missing girl's sorority house has been getting threatening phone calls from some random stranger. You want to tell me they're not connected? Oh. Yeah, you got a point. So at that point, they go and, you know, tap their phones to try to find this person. Which I'm telling you, at least we have the technology we have nowadays to track that kind of stuff. Because just seeing that guy run around and trying to trace where this call is coming from. No, thank you. Imagine if it was a bigger person doing all that. Oh, Jesus Christ. I was trying to figure out as I was watching, I was like, how does this work? Like, I'm trying to see, like, where he's going and what he's doing and, like, seeing, like, everything move. I'm like, how does this even work? I'm so confused. How do you find that? What? I'll have to look that up later Mm -hmm. because I am curious. But at the same time, it's so cool because once we finally get where the call is coming from and it's coming from their house... That's where it's like, oh, shit. You get that parallax shot coming in? Oh, yep. Because mm-hmm. even it's just like, oh, the no, the phone call is coming from 6 Barker Street? Bar- Barber Street? 661? 6-1, maybe. I don't remember. But they say the home address, and the lieutenant's just like, not you idiot, like... Oh, no more pictures. No, it went completely wrong. Okay. Anyway, lo, you idiot, that's the sorority house. Like, that's where the calls are going in. That's where the calls are coming from, sir. Oh, no. 
He says, oh, shit. Oh, shit. At that point, like, you know, he calls the sergeant. He's just like, all right, listen, you have to tell Jess that she needs to put down the phone and leave the house. Don't tell her that that's where the calls are coming from. Just tell her to put down the phone and walk out the door. So, of course, when Nash calls her and tells her those words, like, you know, you just need to don't ask questions. Just put down the phone and just leave the house. Well, Phil and Barbara upstairs. I should get them. No, 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 no. All right, fine. Jess. The calls are coming from inside the house. He's inside the house. And she's like, just that look mm-hmm. of like, just focusing on her face and her like having the sheer look of terror in her eyes. So well done. And just the music along with it. And you can hear him on the phone going, Jess, Jess, don't go up there. Leave the house. Jess, Jess. And she eventually hangs up and calls up to Barb and, or, and Phil going, Bob, Phil, please answer me. Yeah, I'll just say that, but continue trying to open the door. Mm-hmm. And then probably leave and then not go upstairs like yeah. she did. It's her own fault. I mean, she did <laughs> go and grab you know, the little, the pokey thingy. Still wasn't enough. The pokey thingy. What is it called? The fire poker. Oh, that's literally what it's called? Yeah. The fire poker? Oh, okay. Yes. I'm going to go with pokey thingy. Because that sounds more elegant. And she does go upstairs with it, which we all know. People don't do that. Just leave. Just leave. Like, I know it's your friends, but at this point, let's be realistic. They're probably dead. Which they are. And when she goes and she finds them on the bed, she can hear Billy's voice going, Agnes. Agnes. And you look over and you see that really creepy shot in between the creak of the door of mm-hmm. his eye and how it kind of looks brown but also red at the same time. Yeah. Oh, I love that shot so much. And she took the door and kind of pushed it against him. He started screaming, I would have just taken the pokey thing and just go right in the crack and just right into the eyeball. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. I'm just saying. It'll definitely shorten... Like, he'll be so focused on that that I feel like that would have more of an impact than just slamming the door as I throw my pen. At least you know where it's at. At least I know where it's at. But I did love that. And literally her running away. And you you know that he's chasing her, but you don't see it. And you see his hand go and grab her hair and pull her back. You still don't actually see him. Just the careful editing of, like, making sure that you really don't see him at all was just so well done and well crafted. Oh! Chills. Chills down the spine. I love it. And then she goes into the basement. <laughs> you never go into the basement. Or the attic. <laughs> Don't go into either. And at that point, she's like looking around and she hears like somebody outside and she realizes it's Peter. And in this case, she has in her mind that it might be, it's probably Peter. Like a bunch of people end up thinking as they're watching a movie, oh my God, it's probably Peter. Mm-hmm. So when he comes in, he very creepily is coming up to her going like, Jess, what are you doing? What's wrong? It's okay. Very creepy and ominous sounding. And she ends up beating him to death with the uh, fire pokey. And we think, you think maybe she's in the clear? No. Nope. (laughs) Not at all. Because later, you know, she's upstairs. The cops are all, like, 
cleaning everything up. They have a lot of bodies that the hospital can't really, they don't have the facilities to take care of all this at once. So some of them have to go to the morgue. Bar, or Jess is asleep in the bed, has a lot of sleepy druggies to knock her out that the doctor gives her. And the cops start, like, going away. They're trying to get rid of the paparazzi that's there. Mr. Harrison passes out from shock, so they have to take him to the hospital. And they, you know, turn out the lights. Everybody leaves the house. And then you see the camera going to Barb's bedroom with the blood all over the mattress. Then you see it go to Claire's bedroom with her suitcase and stuff all still there. And then it slowly makes its way towards the attic and you can hear the voice of Billy. Mm -hmm. Very quietly until we reach the attic and we see Claire and Mrs. Mack. And that's when you can hear Billy more clearly doing his usual spiel. And I did love the shot of showing Claire, because first it focuses on Mrs. Mack and then the camera focus changes its focus onto Claire. Which again, you can clearly see you have some crumbs under your beard there. <laughs> I'm saving that for later. Okay, that's fine. Um, dig that right in there. Y- there you go. Oh, now it fell on your hoodie. <laughs> Didn't work. Um, but anyway, and at that moment, you can definitely see that you know they clearly did not search the entire house mm-hmm. because they would have moved those bodies if they had. And I just love how it's like panning away from Claire's face back and it's showing the house and then all you can hear is the phone ringing and i love that ending i love it it's so good and warner brothers originally it is and warner brothers didn't want that they wanted more of like a clear-cut ending but bob clark basically refused he was just like no like i want this like oh shit kind of a feeling of like it's not over and Mm -hmm. what is going to actually happen to her like and I oh it's so beautiful everybody I feel like loves that ending top notch top notch did you have any particular scenes in this movie that you just liked a lot I mean pretty much talked about most of them I mean like the the one that It's still the fellatio scene. Just because, like, my man's laughing in the back was too much for me. That was probably my favorite part about it. It's just that one random cop just off on the side, just like, oh, my God, this is great. And the fact that you could tell that he was waiting for the lieutenant to see the paper. Yeah. That made it even better. Oh, my God. It's just... And I feel like that this movie has the perfect mix of humor and horror... Because I feel like the two of those actually go hand in hand, whether people want to admit it or not. Mm -hmm. They just, they work together. Yeah, they share a lot of the same beats and notes when it comes to, like, between delivery of a a scare and a punchline. Exactly. Exactly. And I feel like that this movie does it so well. And even, like, the music. Um, Because the composer, Carl, he actually said that he created the music score by tying forks, combs, and knives to the string of his piano so the sound would warp as he struck the keys. And he also said that he would distort the sound further by recording an audio tape while putting pressure on the reels of a machine to make it turn slower. Hmm. And I love that he did that because it just made it so creepy. 
be the entire time. Oh. I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh, also, can I just point out the fact of when they're doing this search party and they end up finding the 13-year-old girl murdered, murdered, and they just let the mom go look at the body. Like, no one tries to stop her. Not even Mr. Harrison. He literally is just standing right there and then watches her come up next to him and just, you know, lets her look. Like People know, at that moment, that's when you take mom away and say, like, no, you don't want to see this. And if she finds a way to, like, force herself out, fine. But the fact that it didn't even show, like, anybody trying to stop her, I was like, guys, come on. Come on, you know better than this. Yes, she's going to have to see it eventually, but let it be, like, maybe at a morgue. After yeah. you know she's cleaned up, possibly. Because we don't know what we're looking at. We don't know how she was murdered. Like, her guts could have been flying everywhere for all we know. At least at a morgue, they can clean that shit up a little bit and just hide her, show her face. Blood angel. Yes. The cat. We yes. didn't talk about the cat. <laughs> I want the cat. He's so cute, little Claude. I want the cat. I want the cat. And I love the fact that literally he just starts licking Claire's, like, the bag on her face. Mm-hmm. And apparently they had to put catnip on there to actually get him to lick the face. <laughs> it's like, hello. Hello. Oh, that cat was so cute. I still feel like we were robbed though. Cause we constantly throughout the movie kept hearing dogs barking. Yet you only see dogs once for the search party and that's it. I yeah. felt robbed. And also I like the fact, um, they also like had pointed out, um, that if you really pay attention, you can see, like, shadows while, like, the girls are talking. Yeah. Um, Like, specifically, the one that first comes to mind is when Jess is on the phone with the lieutenant with Phil next to her. And she's saying how, like, you know, Peter was upset because, you know, she ha- is pregnant. She wants an abortion. He doesn't. And you can see the shadow in the background that's, like, slightly moving. And you can see that throughout the movie. And you can see that Billy's been, like, watching them this entire time. And I love those little tidbits so much that attention to detail just makes it so beautiful i feel like this movie still holds up it does it really does like both plot wise acting for the most part give or take a few characters mm-hmm. but um no I, like it's there's a reason why it's a classic yeah and i'm really glad that it had like a re Surgeons. Yeah. And the fact that, like, you know, they actually went back through and critiqued it again. And it's like, okay, this that movie actually isn't that bad. Because it's great. But I think that's all of my points. And the fact that at the end of the day, I'm happy that Peter's dead. <laughs> he might not be Billy, but you know what? I don't care. Um, apparently the writer Roy Moore, um, took inspiration for the story from an actual series of murders that took place in Montreal, Quebec, around the Christmas season. Hmm. Um, the audio for the phone calls were actually edited into the film, um, during post-production, but while shooting, um, when the girls were, like, on the phone, it was actually Bob Clark, like, shouting, like, profanities to get them to react. Hmm. And it wasn't, like, as bad as what Billy was saying, but they were pretty much like, holy shit, okay, that's fine. Um, but the good news is that 
Olivia Hussey, who plays Jess, she had reassured that the set was really light and happy and that everybody got along really, really well um, in between takes. Um, the only thing was that Margot Kidder was more distant from the cast and crew during filming. Okay. And the only thing, the way I can think of is because her character, Barb, is kind of more, like, off on her own, like, you know, she kind of gets drunk and, you know, at one point she thinks that everybody's blaming her for Claire going missing. So I could see her using that as a way of, like, trying to distance herself and being different from everybody else. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying. And I can see that. Um, Claire, Julia, Peter... Um, only worked for a week on this film, and he never actually met a lot of the cast, and barely met John Saxon. Um, but because of how fi- how carefully edited the film was, it looks like he's present like throughout the movie. Hmm. And I thought that that was really cool because I really thought that he was there the entire time. Uh, the snow was fake, because surprisingly, at that time period, there was like barely snow on the ground. Um, and actually they had a foam material that was provided by the local fire department that actually apparently worked really well with causing the grass to grow better when spring came along because it was greener than they've seen in years. Hmm. Like that's interesting material. What is this material? Uh, the original title of the film script was stop me. Uh, but it was Bob Clark who came up with the title Black Christmas because he liked the irony of something dark occurring during this such a festive time of the year. True. Um, and also speaking of that, um, the first title was at some point changed to Silent Night, Evil Night um, upon the initial release because the American distributor feared that Black Christmas would cause people to mistake it as black exploitation flick, which was basically... Shaft. Yeah, pretty much. Black Dynamite, stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, um, but it actually didn't do that well, and it was changed back to Black Christmas and was more successful. So I'm like, okay. So that ended up working out in the end. Um, apparently, Olivia Hussey's decision to take the role of Jess was based upon advice given to her by a psychic. Um, and that the psychic believed that the film would be successful and a wise career choice for her. So, literally because of that, she took on the role. Um, this film holds the honor of being the first seasonal slasher film in horror movie history. Well done. And apparently there's a little, um, legend... That this was Elvis Presley's favorite horror movie, and his tradition was to watch it every year around Christmas. And if that were true, he would only have seen it a max of three times until his death in August of 1977. Yeah, so that doesn't really add up. Yeah, because it came out in 75. Mm-hmm. So, Christmas, 1975. So, yeah, 97. No, that doesn't add up either. So, two times. Eh, yeah, that's way. if it's true, because yeah. this this was something that like might not be true. Um, this this thing, this fact, I starred because this uh, this I want. There was a novelization of the film that was written by Lee Hayes and was published in 1976, and it offered more of an insight into the characters and more plot development. 
but the book is rare and has since gone out of print. I've heard about that. So if anybody can find it, that sounds like a great Christmas present to me. Because I've tried to look and it's very already very difficult, right? Or we can all band together and have them start publishing it again. True. Because I feel like that they could do that. If we get enough people demanding it, I feel like that this could happen. So we all need to come together and do this. Yeah. Huzzah! Uh, the role of Lieutenant Fuller was originally supposed to be played by Edmund O'Brien, but due to his failing health from Alzheimer's, he had to be replaced. John Saxon, who was actually originally considered for the role, was brought in at the last minute because space in his schedule had opened up. Hmm. May he rest in peace. I'm still upset. Uh, there were three voices used for Billy's frightening phone calls, including actor Nick Mancuso, an unnamed actress, and Bob Clark. Mm-hmm. And this part I actually thought was pretty cool. Um, Clark had actually set a very strict rule for himself where he, when it came to writing female characters, um, that he was never going to objectify them sexually or give them nude scenes because he wanted the college girls to come off as real people and not disposable horror characters waiting to die. That's fair enough. That's fair. And, like, I had this thought process before where, you know, I was watching, when I was watching, um, In Search of Darkness, they had a segment of, like, you know, nudity, like, female nudity in horror movies. And you had some actresses who said that they didn't actually really want to do it. But then you have some actresses who were like, I don't care. I'll do it. I actually enjoy it. Like, I feel more empowered this way. Which is fine. I'm like, if they want to do it, cool. But if they don't want to do it, you cool. should respect it. Yeah. Unlike the whole Freddy versus Jason thing where... The one actress was not respected in that aspect. Oh, yeah. And she was very upset about that. But I'm like, you know what? Bob Clark sounded like a cool person, and I'm very sad that he passed away at such a young age. In order to get the creepy, raspy voice for Billy, actor Nick Mancuso had to stand on his head to compress the thorax in his neck. Uh, Albert J. Dunk created Billy's POV shots by rigging up a camera harness that would mount the camera onto his shoulder as he walked about the house and climbed the trellis and attic ladder himself, which I love those shots so much. Yeah. Like that whole shaky camera work, I, good touch. What else you got? I have one more, which actually was pretty cool. Uh, NBC has scheduled this film for Primetime Network in January 1978, um, the 28th. But on January 15th, 1978, there were two female students who were murdered by someone who broke into the sorority house. So because of that, you know, people being very upset and, you know, saying, please don't do this, NBC ended up pulling the plug. The killer who had killed the sorority girls was Ted Bundy. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's, like, interesting. And even the fact of I pointed out to you that Claire's boyfriend, the picture of him that's um, next to her bed, like, it literally looks like Ted Bundy. And I'm assuming that was not done on purpose because this movie came out before he was, like, known, at least. Yeah. But still, I was like, that's weird. It's weird how that ended up working out. 
But yeah. That is all I got. What is your rating? I give this movie... What is your quest? <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> I'm gonna give this movie... Solid three and a half. Uh, uh, Burps. Uh, oh, no, three and a half uh, bottles. Hidden bottles out of five. I feel like it does what it needs to do in the right way it needs to do it. And because of those reasons, it stood the, the, the test of time as one of the best slashers. Um, the cinematography. I love some of the little quirks and whatchamajiggies that you add here and there. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. John Saxon. Mm, yes. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Lois Lane. That I forgot. <laughs> Ooh, I won. Um, you won. Yes, I won. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. <laughs> I love how unintentionally funny it is, too. See, like, it's not completely, like, shoved in your face. It's just the little things here and there. Yeah. It's just... Mm. Yes. Yes. That is my rating. <sighs> it is really hard for me to give this a less than a five. <laughs> it really is. So I'm going to give it a... 4.9 <laughs> brown and red eyeballs in the crick of a doorway out of five. I just, I, I love this movie so much. It's probably maybe my Christmas movie or favorite Christmas horror movie, if not my favorite Christmas movie. I know I do love Die Hard, which I still to this day say is a Christmas movie. And I do love Muppets Christmas Carol. Mm -hmm. I just... I love this movie. Like, I just love the fact that it's just so creepy. They're, they don't show in your face the kills. It's all done off camera. The acting, for the most part, is really, really good. The music, I can't get over the music. The score is just so wonderfully done. The attention to detail about little things that they're putting in here and there, like the shadows of Billy. The, the dialogue and just everything. I just, oh, I love this movie so much. I really do. I watch it every single year because it's just one of my favorites. And the cat. I love the cat. I would put this higher, but there's actually a horror Christmas movie or horror adjacent that I like more than this movie. Gremlins. Uh... That Gremlins I do consider a Christmas movie. And that is pretty damn awesome as well. I do love me some Gremlins. I love Gremlins too much. It's so good. I will say that. It's so good. Uh, but yes, this movie is definitely a classic for me. Like you said, it still holds up all of these years later. The sequels suck or the remakes i really did not like either of them i'm probably gonna revisit the 2006 one because it's been so long since i've watched it mm -hmm. but i'm probably still gonna say yeah no it does not not like how 
this version is because this one's a masterpiece. And I love the fact that it's the same director who does A Christmas Story. Yeah. It's just the fact that it's that. Just I love it. Oh, God. But yes, um, in our next episode, we kind of messed up with our with our scheduling episodes because our last one probably should have been a Christmas one. But whatever. It's so, fine. It's fine. We, we'll figure it out next year. Um, so this next episode that we have is going to be our top 10 favorite movies of 2022. Yes. Yes. I pretty much got my list. There are, just because of how, by the time we record this episode, there's still going to be like a week and a half left of the year. Mm -hmm. And there are movies that are coming out after that. But that's fine. I'll just say what my top ten favorite movies is now. And then after I see those movies that come out, maybe I'll be like, I'm actually adding this. Or maybe I'll be like, "Mm, they didn't exactly make the top ten. So we'll see how it goes. True. But I'm excited because there are some movies that I just really love this year that I just really want to reminisce about. Reminisce. Reminisce. Yes, that will be our next episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us spend this special holiday time of Black Christmas. Don't forget to tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell your butcher. Tell your barber. Tell the the creepy guy that's in your closet waiting to strangle you. Don't tell your piece of shit red flag boyfriend. (laughs) As you drop your pen. I just cannot hold this pen apparently tonight. Um, But yes, get the word out. Um, Give us a nice five-star review on whatever you're listening to this on. Um, tell your, also tell the bartender that your brother go, tells you to talk to you because they are a fan of horror movies as well as you. Yes. Um. Whose name I completely forgot already because I am horrible with names. Yeah, I hear you. I'm so good with, good with faces. Like, I can recognize a face that I haven't seen since I was a child, but ask me to say their name. I'm going to be like, no, no idea. Who are you? But yes, I even have stickers, so if you ever just see a random sticker plopping everywhere, because I am seriously considering of just walking somewhere and just go plop, and then walking away. Why not? Because <laughs> why not? Who's going to stop me? Like one of those Wawa-like posts, like mm-hmm. where you park your car, I could just easily slap it right there. Yeah. Go to New Hope, New Town. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Honestly, we could... I can imagine we could probably even talk to Wade. Yeah. Be like, hey, can we just leave something like on the counter here or something like that? You'd be cool with it. I think you would be. Maybe we'll talk to him about that. Wait! <laughs> Wait! If you happen to be listening to this, Wade, I don't know if you do, but if you are, can we do this? Just leave random products here and there? But yes, because it's always fun to do this every other week. Even when life is hard, it's fun to be able to sit down with my best friend, watch a movie, and then talk about said movie. It's decompressed time. It really is. Yes. Because it's movies. It's something that we both equally love. And, um, Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Crisis! Merry Chrysler! Do you remember that video, right? I do. There, there was nothing, of. there was nothing like that was, though. Oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> have a good night, week, month, rest of the year, because it's ending very quickly, very soon. Yes. It's approaching. The end is nigh. I drew a SpongeBob like that. The end is nigh? Yeah. 
Um, I made him into like a, a, a like a like a hobo. He had one lazy eye. Uh, he was missing one of his foots from uh, from diabetes, and he had a little sign that said, "The end is nigh." I love it. That is beautiful. <laughs> and on that note, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>